This is Marky Mark Markellis from Soul Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people, right? You want people to care, you want, you want to strike emotions, and I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm know sure what somebody's written that one pounder with cheese and France, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see. I, I would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my my progeny to you, of a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going. Mm, it's, it's my time. <laughs> uh, how do you measure success? Hey everyone, you're listening to Superhero Speak, and I'm your host Dave and John and Don. What? JD, your voice changed. Uh, <laughs> well, you know the, the wonders of science. So, so uh, boys and girls, obviously you notice JD's not here this week. He is off on assignment, but of course we have the wonderful Don filling in for us. So, Thank how you. you doing, Don? We haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, I'm man, I'm doing awesome. Uh, new comic book X Men event just launched, uh, and it's a doozy. So that's fun. Nice. I actually just went on a camping trip that I came back from um last night and it was just you know me and the wife and no kids and that's a rarity so that was uh fun as well so yeah i'm as always man i'm i'm blessed and having a good time are you and uh ape at ray gonna have to debate this new event um no 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 i no because he's not right i mean (laughs) coming from but because guys, even me myself, I'm like, God damn it, Hickman, what the fuck are you doing? I don't get none of this. And then I wait two issues and it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm uncomfortable with not knowing what the hell's going on with the story one or two issues in if I don't have some sort of semblance of what may happen. And that's just not the way Hickman writes. He's just, yep, you know what I did 20 issues ago? That's important now. I mean, he's even calling back stuff to like the 80s and shit. So. He doesn't just, do yeah. Chekhov's guns. He does Chekhov's um, crossbows. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah. there's. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It's just no, no. I, that's, I, I get, I get what you mean. It's like you got to go in for the slow ride, man. Just go in and enjoy it. I mean, yeah. and it comes together. And make sure Believe you don't. Me, miss he had an apocalypse episode. crying. Okay. Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> and just make sure you don't miss anything because if you miss something, something right. like forty issues later is going. To, you're severely going to miss. What the what the actual plot happened? What happened? Oh yeah. So so, so John, since you you rudely interrupted, uh, I, of course uh, I did. Yeah, you know, I that's what I do, right? How are you? Are I you, awkwardly and rudely interrupt. Are, are you surviving your uh, the attempt on your life by JD? <laughs> I, I do. I don't know yet. I have no idea what he's, what game he's brought, and so I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see. You know, like I I I'm I'm making sure that I prepare all my own food. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I check in the key, you know, I check through the people before I open the door, you know, well, that's so. what he, he's sharpening his werewolf fangs. That's why he's really off this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, I can't wait to see what he does. Cool. And you've been staying out of trouble. 
I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, uh, not dating, so there's not there's a oh, there's, there's a there's a height to the amount of trouble I can be in at this point. Ah, poor poor John, the ups and downs of your dating life. You know, I am highly disturbed by the internet. As you should be, but why for? I, I, I just learned, like, literally, I was watching a video um, before I got on, and the, apparently there's a term out on the internet called milkers. I'm not going to go into detail, but you people disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, you'll find all sorts of that on the internet. I, I, I imagine that, uh, what's the what's the blonde hero in the boys? Um the Superman ripoff. Uh, 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 you mean Homelander? Homelander. I imagine Homelander is a milker, but what we will get into that cheap, later. Cheap Chris Pratt and his uh, <laughs> wannabe girlfriend Marty McFly's wife. Dude. I think they're okay. You keep going. Keep. You I, I just I pretend it's in the same uh, as in the Back to Future that they're in the same reality, and that's what his wife did um, before we caught up with him in the you know the second Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there are milkers all over where I live. There's there's an Amish farm right down the street. They've got a bunch of seriously, there is a milk farm right down the street from me. Yeah, there are milkers in there, I'm sure. I mean, else how do they get the milk out of the yeah, cow? Right? Exactly. All right. Um, <laughs> Steer us away from that one, huh? Yeah. You oh, brought man. it up. Oh man, no, it's it, yeah. Ah, uh, anyway. But other than that, I mean, things are going all right with me. Uh, Thinking You're about writing a book. Grandpa now, right? Again? The not yet. Oh, nice. Oh no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> very soon though, right? Yes, very soon, but not not yet. Like any minute now? Uh, no. Oh. Oh, so that was a false alarm. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I wasn't gonna say anything, but my, yes, my my daughter is in labor, but she's been in labor for two days, and they don't even think it's gonna be today. They think it's gonna be tomorrow. Maybe Wednesdays, but it's reasonable to assume you yes. you'll be plus one here. Yes, in, yes, you know. yes. Okay. It's, yeah, no, and it's because she's finding out this is actually so. My that my, the twins were a cesarean because they were twins and they were early, um, and so apparently this is normal when it's your first time, uh, mm. natural birth. So yeah, so she's not happy. Let's put it to you that way. <laughs> I was gonna say though it could have been plus two again, but knowing her, but yeah, no, if you're no, sure no, it's no. one. No, no, we're we're a hundred percent. We we they checked multiple <laughs> times. She doesn't want two more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> especially because the twins are two, so yeah. Um. So what kind of a book are you? What, what, I've actually been thinking of that too, but I'm interested. What kind of book? What kind, like a fantasy, like John so, or? No, my John is not my fantasy. Uh, <laughs> mine's urban fantasy, so with science fiction in, in, in I, I have I have a very large uh, Chekhov's canon <laughs> yeah. waiting in the wings. Hence the need for the timeline software. So yeah. So but, so, yeah, so I mean I've had I've had an idea for a comic book for a long time. I just haven't sat down and wrote it. Like hmm. I started an outline, but I never actually uh, yeah. worked on it. Um, but no, I was actually thinking about writing about. Um, and it's just from everything that I've been going through in the past year and, and whatnot. And like, you know, I mean, obviously people who listen to the show know that I've been working on myself trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So, you Being know, succeeding to lose weight. Absolutely. Judging uh, from the pictures. 
so I was thinking about writing about like that whole thing. So, you know, and, and just what I've learned and for myself, okay, and, you know, the journey that I've been on. Hmm. There's nothing well, wrong with that. No. And a lot of people, you know, could use advice when, you know, trying to do that for their health or a lot of other reasons. So, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because that's actually the one thing that I've really learned is whenever you tell somebody, it doesn't matter who the other person is, whenever you tell somebody, oh, yeah, um, I decided I'm going to lose weight and get in shape. Everyone has advice for you. Yeah. Everyone has different advice for you. Oh, yeah. And all you could do is figure out what work, works for you. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just an idea I'm kicking around. We'll see. I mean, it sounds really constructive because when I talk about my book idea, it's like Highlander with time-traveling dragons. And, uh, you know. That, that sounds so that's, awesome. That's, <laughs> well, I kind of think so. I've been jotting some shit down on the phone and added to it, but. Dave sounds way more constructive than useful. <laughs> I had an idea, and this might be crazy talk, but they, but there's been talk in the ether about a Highlander reboot. Yes, I know. I keep hearing about it, and I want it so bad. And I had actually thought about how could you do a Highlander reboot and take Highlander and kind of have it make a little more sense and work. And and I know some people are going to scoff at this. I don't care. This is my idea. Um. Uh, Make them fallen angels. Yeah, they, sure. They were kicked out of heaven. Their 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 memories were wiped, so they don't know. But they're just drawn to each other to to fight. Right. And the 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 not the quickening the whatever the the award is that yeah. is the quickening uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. they call the yeah. award. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it was the quickening they got every time so they, the lone they survive, kill each other. And the lone survivor mortal. is gets to go back. So. Uh, that's a well. That's according to which, I guess, number two you watch. Um, cause I yeah, think well, they, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but didn't Highlander 3 kind of hint that they were from another world or whatever? They, oh, Highlander 2 expressly showed it. Yeah, um, but I know are. that, I know that's the one that kind of got redone and, and boiled over. But yeah, it was Zeist, I think it was called. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. Don't do the alien shit. Cause that, that's not interesting per se. Um, unless they've got six arms. Huh. But here, but this is key. Don't have, I'm the only one that can be only one after the first movie. Decide, this is going to be a trilogy, this is going to be yeah. six movies. Right, right. And the end of that series, the end, is, okay, McLeod is the one. He gets to grow off old with his family and have that human life. Because they kept changing it. Otherwise, you can't go wrong. You can yeah. do shit in the medieval period and present and the future. But I just, them continually having to go back and explain why there's, well, there's more ones. There's more that can be only one now. That's well, what threw that. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're talking about the series. The, there is the um, Highlander, the series that went through well, all there's that. A, there's also and like, it did pretty well. Like the problem with the movies is each movie retconned the previous movie, yeah. and then um, the first movie. There's a lot of stuff that was cut out where they were playing around with the idea of the curse of being immortal. You yeah. know. And John's like, gonna be so pissed that we're ta- JD's gonna be so pissed that we're talking about Highlander. <laughs> then he's not here. To watch, I'm sorry. Well, you know, he should have, you know, thought about sorry, that before buddy. he decided to kill John. You know. See, I, I wouldn't change anything except put it in the John Wick universe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would be very interesting. Well, speaking of things that are are interesting or disgust us or are crazy, 
Let's do a little social media madness. I was going to say. <laughs> You're talk, talking about our Twitter feed, apparently. Uh, so we had talked about um, Jonathan Majors being cast as Kang the Conqueror uh, in the MCU. Coming. I'm sorry. Every time I hear the word Kang, I keep th- I, in my head, it keeps coming out as Krang. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> to which George Mitchell said, uh, if he's going to be Kang, in which he would be amazing in the role, then Marvel should hire Jeffrey Wright to play Reed Richards. Majors as Rama Tut, Immortus, Iron Lad. If he's going to play all those roles, he must have a really, really good agent. Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. It's the MCU. We're going to get Kang, but the MCU version of Kang, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, because Kang in the comics sometimes just doesn't even say nothing, just appears and just right. fucking stares. Um, but yeah, he's right though. He does have those other personas. He's known by na- many names and images. So yeah, I bet him having range, you know, that and it works for me. He plays Jim Brown in a movie. Um, and you know, I, I live near Cleveland, so I'm a Browns fan. A sports reference on a superhero show. I'm sure that's going to work. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, I, I think it's a cool, I think it's cool. It's a cool idea. I've got a lot of questions though. I thought he'd be a bigger baddie. Uh, Thanos level, so I'm kind of interested why is he in an Ant-Man trilogy, um, but I, I don't know, maybe we'll just see him and he'll be bigger, but I don't know, I, I, he could he could definitely do it, he's got the face for it, it reminds me a lot about Kang, and yeah, he's literally going to have, Kang sometimes doesn't say nothing, so if he needs other personalities, that's absolutely something the character they could use, but it is the MCU, so it's probably going to be a little bit simpler. Right, I, I would oh ex- yeah. Um, and then Shadow Walker 1, a repeat offender here, uh, like Marvel to declare Scarlet, like Marvel to declare Scarlet Centurion, Ramatut, Immortus Kang, all exist in multiple timelines and are all the same in every one. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know how much they're going to play on the multiple timelines thing. Yeah, because it goes over smooth every time. So I'm sure <laughs> they're going to go to that yeah. wheel well, you know. <laughs> we got to cool down from Endgame, my guy. Yes, yes. Um, and of course, moving on, we talked about the WandaVision trailer, um, and, uh, Asriel the ninth, I know 13th, sorry, Asriel 13 said it's totally her, um, talking about, uh, what's her face playing Wanda, um, the Olsen twin, the youngest Olsen twin. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, James is angry, says he's very excited about WandaVision. Uh, did you, you've obviously seen the trailer at this point. What did you think, Don? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the House of M implications, mm. whether that be something they deal with. And then I, I know you guys talked about it, so I'm not going to belabor that, but I, that is very intriguing to me, obviously. The, uh, someone, I was watching a breakdown of the trailer and someone pointed out a couple things now that are like, ooh, wait a minute. And, um, one of the things was the wine bottle. You see being poured, it's kind of floating in one of the scenes. The M is the same as the House of M from oh, the, the wine. The wine bottle is literally named House of M. Oh, is it okay. in French? Yeah, it's literally named House of M in French. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I plan to watch that a couple more times, but yeah, I didn't catch that yet. All right. There, see, there are so, so many. There's so many Easter eggs in 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 that trailer. Yeah. And, oh yeah. They also pointed out after you see Monica Rambeau get shot out of where the, the the bubble and you see her land her eyes flutter and she looks over and you see a group of agents walking up to her yeah 
if you look closely, Monica Rambeau's in the group of agents. Mm. So was the Monica Rambeau that was shot out of Wanda's little bubble not actually Monica, but a shape-shifting villain that JD talked about last week? Uh, well, with scrolls around. Scrolls? Huh? Not scrolls. scrolls. Uh, someone, someone bigger and darker. Oh yeah, because you saw the cosmic shit in her face. Um, ah, see, no, 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 no. You're, you're going, you're going. No, going way too direction. deep. Okay. Who are you talking about? Uh, Agatha Harkness, we know is in the show. Oh yeah. Oh, you, you're, oh, what's his name? Damn Morpheus. It. Morpheus. No, I'm sorry, Mephisto. Not, not Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't get, okay, I got, which, but that does make sense. Wow, if they really go for that, that's really crazy comic booky. Um, what did JD call it last week? Like comic book BS? Yeah. Um, so yeah, cause, cause in, in the comic series, he's like the father of the two twins, so. Right. Okay. Yep. All right, all right, it's shaping up. What, a, what are the many different explanations for, for the twins? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> the, 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 the history of the, of the twins that they're how they came to be is about as as clear as where the joker came from so yeah um and uh town wap who's at that one nerd with said honestly it looks great hope it gets the numbers it deserves it was really sad about new mutants it's really good definitely deserves good ratings damn right you saw new mutants I absolutely did. Went into the theater, was delighted and horrified that there was only 20 cars at the theater and only four other people in the actual theater we went into. Wow. But, you know, I was like, okay, I, I feel safe here um, and watched it. And I did enjoy it. I really did. It has an interesting premise. It's a cool one off. Um, so I do not get the hate at all. I do not. Huh. I, I've, I've read a lot about I'm not sure I want to see it. If if it hadn't been for COVID, I probably would have, you know, gone to the theater. But at this point, I think I'm going to wait because there is a lot of yeah. <sighs> it's kind of like the 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 end is just another, you know, uh, Scott Snyder special. So um, I don't know. I, I'll definitely watch it if when it comes on demand. But you know, yeah. probably while I'm you mean Zach folding laundry. Zack Snyder, yeah, Scott Snyder, <laughs> yeah, Scott Snyder, right? No, Zack Snyder, yeah. It's it's one it's another one of those like kind of everybody that I've listened to on on YouTube, um, and I, I I follow a bunch of people, usually usually um, people who like uh, have different opinions about the same movies, but they all seem to say it. The, they're all saying the same thing about this, which is kind of like eh, you know it, it's definitely a casualty of having been in the oven too long yeah perhaps I mean, but if you like it i mean again like critics critics say that stuff and then you'll see a, um you'll see the critic score on rotten tomatoes of 37 and you'll see the audience score of 60 so you know yeah and and where i'm not a critic where i fail as a critic is hmm. i guess i'm easily razzle dazzled because say what you will I got to see Liliana Rasputin use her soul sword against a big fucking demon bear, and it made sense. <laughs> okay, all right. See, I, that, that's why I said I'll, I'll watch it. I, you know, it's, if you it are easily those... amused. <laughs> I am. All right, all right, and uh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> let's move on. We talked about the Wonder Woman being delayed until Christmas time, uh... and uh, 
I asked if if people were still excited to see the movie, to which Diana Laham Lanham, L A N H A M. Sorry if I she's at House of Agia on uh, Twitter, which she, she replied it. Yes, 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 yes. You'll get the idea. It goes on. Uh, wow. Shouldn't be so wishy-washy there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patrick, who's at Crichton 2x4s, said it's probably going to end up on HBO Max because we'll never get theaters back. Uh, well, what did they the do to series. us? Why do we need to get theaters back? They didn't do anything with us. <laughs> oh! The dad <laughs> jokes are flowing. Uh, and yep, then yep, Shadow yep. Shadow Walker One uh, replied, "It will probably be moved to direct video on cable and D and D. Oh, I'm sorry, DCD and N, because that is the trend now. I don't. So, so this is something obviously we've talked about many times on the show. People don't seem to understand these tentpole movies. They need to make maximum profit on so they can continue making the tentpole movies. Yeah, <laughs> like." The studios count on these movies to do well, so they have to go in the theater. So we shall see. Um, we shall. It's weird that theaters are still like struggling. I mean, it's not weird. Obviously, I know why. But I swear, when it comes to restaurants or any sort of other gathering, like I don't know. To me, it seems full friggin' force. So I don't. I do not quite understand why theaters are like the last thing to quote unquote open up per se. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're opening with social distancing, so... But, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's weird, because, like, that... You're greatly limiting the capacity for the people who are going, so there's not going to yeah. be anywhere near the profit they were. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm also a hermit, so I do yeah. want them to just release them on Disney+. Plus. That way I can review stuff for my <laughs> podcast without leaving the house. That would be great. Thank you. And in the comfort of your own couch. Yes. You know... With real popcorn that doesn't have plastic as a syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for Social Media Madness for the week. And here's our good friend D-Square to tell you how you can get more Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there... You can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do it live, Don. All right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Don, while you're here, why don't you tell people where they can find the House of D podcast? Well, you can actually, and um, I, I, I always hate to correct you, but I know I change it a lot. So 
Um, so we're actually the Omega Level Nerds podcast uh, now uh, on the House of D YouTube. See, I know why you're. I, I know what's going on here though. Um, but um, actually, we we do it live on Twitch now. Uh, 9.30s on a Sunday night. So if you go to twitch.tv slash Omega Level Nerds, uh, that's where you'll see our podcast live. And then after that, YouTube and uh, where you find all other podcasts. Um, but yeah, but make sure you go check out the Geek World All-Stars podcast. Uh, I got some good stuff there. My good buddy, 8-Bit Ray, um, <laughs> which uh, we need to line up another debate or something like that. I don't know. Me, me, I don't know. I kind of feel like we need a round two because of... Uh, he's not completely wrong, but he is. And <laughs> I mean, he's currently foaming at the mouth right now. You know what? Though? It could swing the other way wildly. Believe me, I'm mad. Colossus is in jail right now in the comics, and for not a good fucking reason. I made a YouTube about it, and I do have a campaign. Hashtag free Colossus and Beast is a <laughs> bastard. So believe me, I'm not all happy about what's going. <laughs> Hashtag free Colossus. I love it. <laughs> All right. Hey, are you guys on uh, Amazon Music? I don't know. Honestly, we're on a lot of places. I don't even know how we're there. Because um, right. I, I literally just uploaded to Podbean that goes to Apple and then... Yeah, they, they automatically share you out to places. Well, if you're not sure, yeah. everyone who's listening, go and check if if uh, Omega Level Nerds is on uh, Amazon Music. And we're available there now, too. So subscribe to us while you're there. And on that note, boys and girls, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and it is time for the news. And we actually have some good news this week, guys. Um, in 2020, it's a trick. Well, well, good news for stuff that's happening in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's the only good news we get in 2020 is the future later. Not now. <laughs> so uh, we have a Hawkman who has been cast for um, the Black Adam movie. He'll that is starring, actually really great fucking news, honestly. Uh, uh, who will be playing opposite The Rock in their version of This is Society. And it is Aldous Hodge. Um, I have I haven't seen anything he's in. I believe he was the star of the Invisible Man movie that came out last year, um, which I heard was a very creepy movie. Um, other than that, we don't know anything about this guy. Do you, have you guys seen him in anything? Not to my knowledge. Actually, I think I messed up. I think he is actually the one who plays Jim Brown, uh, not the not the guy for King. But I've never seen it. I've only read about it. <laughs> but I look at it and I see Hawkman. I mean, right? Hawkman is in a like Egyptian lore. Mm-hmm. And um, so that looks more accurate to the part. Hey, look, he's he's been in The Invisible Man and not much Medal of Honor, Star Trek shorts. Oh, he was in Black Mirror, so there you go. Um, yes, he was in an episode of Black Mirror that I know, and and but again, I. But yeah. what what is yeah. truly exciting about this? Is it's just more confirmation? I mean, no, it's been confirmed, but I just I like to hear more about this this justice yes, society yes. movie. But not even mm. that. Like we've been joking around about how The Rock has been talking about this movie for like a decade now. Yeah. Um, and this just shows they actually are moving forward and working yeah. on it at this point. Yeah. No, that's 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 cool. So we look forward to more news and hopefully a preview before we know it. Uh, moving on. Of course, we all know that the Suicide Squad is coming out 
next year. And Yet another Suicide Squad. No, this is the Suicide Squad. Not right, to be confused right. with Suicide Squad. Right. Because apparently they decided that's a good way to differentiate them. I mean, it works for Microsoft, right? We got the Xbox and the Xbox One. Um, so I mean, no, no, it's it's not. In fact, I have friends who work for GameStop who are like, yeah, people come in confused all the time because now that's the Xbox yeah, Series S. And yeah. the Xbox Series X, and yeah, so it's it's. I'm yeah. done buying Xboxes because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going full blown PlayStation. Which one do I want? One, two, three, four, or five? Hmm. It, you know, easy peasy. Uh, but apparently, anyway. John Cena, who is playing the Peacemaker, um, <laughs> which uh, is something that I know JD and I are very excited about because it's a, a douchebag Captain America, basically. Um. Is getting his own spin-off series that is going to be on HBO Max. They're really um, betting a farm on all of this. Like, like that. I would think they would do that maybe after the right. movie came so, out with him in it, because so, they have like a, at least some feedback. But they're so, just so, like. So, so the background on this is, um, uh, uh, what the director's name? Um, come on, he was fired from Marvel and now he's back with Marvel. Jeff but he, Johns. No. No, um, no, Jeff Johns is, uh, he's sorry. the guy, like, uh, uh, come on, why can't I think of the director of this movie? Um, John James Jones. Gunn. James Gunn. There oh, you yeah. Go, yeah. Another J. Right. I was close. There you go. You're very close. <laughs> wow. Brain fart. Anyway, James Gunn wrote the series, the, 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 I put together the series while he was in lockdown for COVID because he had nothing else to do. So that's where this came from. And I guess the uh, the powers that be at Warner Brothers and, and HBO Max were like, wow, this is good. Let's let's do it. And you know, John Cena is always looking for work. Um, yeah. So so. And DC so, wants to have uh, wrestlers as that you know superheroes. And apparently, The Rock, John Cena. Um, next, you're gonna have Hulk Hogan come back for something. Yeah. Um. So so so, Don, are yes. you excited to to for a? Peacemaker TV No, series. I and and it's kind of for a weird reason, but I'm totally not excited about John Cena as the Peacemaker. Um, although I respect the comic accuracy accuracy of that dumb looking suit that they're going to make him wear, but I'm just surprised they're going to now make him do that through a whole show. But in, anyway, I'm disappointed because if they're going to make him a douche, they should make him Guy Gardner Green Lantern. They want to give him a show. So that's a dumb reason not to like this, but I that I really don't because it means I'm never going to get a guy Gardner played by John Cena with a bowl cut. That and I is, really wanted that. That is a great idea. Like like because because who I mean let let's face it Marvel is the only one out of Marvel and DC right now Marvel's the only one that can take like an unknown group like Guardians of the Galaxy and say we're going to make them. Uh, a m- mega movie about this and people are like oh yeah. i've never heard of it. what is it and when it comes out everybody's like, oh this is awesome this is dc um and nobody's really heard of like i had to look up peacemaker i i i think i barely remember ever having come across him in all my collecting and it's just you know I, and john cena's like john john cena's okay i don't know if he can he's good enough to breathe life into a character that nobody's really interested in anyway and has a really yeah. bad backstory and all that. Like if, if you gave him a really good backstory and had good writing, like, like you were saying, like Guy Gardner has like an amazing story that arc that you could, you could mine for, for years. Um, 
you know, if you did that, you'd have a chance. I don't know if this has a chance. I, that's a that's a good question because I don't know how stuff on these services, uh, these streaming services, gets ranked anyway. Like it will yeah. You know, like they always talk about how Netflix keeps the numbers close to the vest, so you'll never know unless it's a, a huge success. You'll never know how many people are actually watching it. And you never know. This could be Warner Brothers really just trying to get James Gunn away from Marvel. So if he wants to do something, they're like, hey, no problem. You wrote a series about uh, this guy. Okay, hey, whatever. No problem. You know, if it's what you want to do, as long as we get our Suicide Squad 3 or whatever the hell they're going to call it. <laughs> They'll do so the Naked Gun. It'll, it'll be, be Suicide it'll, 33 but, 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 to I, I, got, I got it. The title of the third one will be A Suicide Squad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you, right. <laughs> you, you think this is like so, uh, Sony and, and Spider-Man, where they they can keep him under contract as so long as they have a have him do a movie every year or two? Yeah, no, he's already got a contract to do uh, Guardians Three. I don't think. Well, yeah, they're not going to snake him away that soon, but I'm sure they they would love to make that his last go round on the Marvel side. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I th- I th- it, I, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, though, the heat death of the universe wasn't going to prevent him from doing Guardians of the Galaxy three. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so it's yeah. I have no idea. Um, I also thought it was interesting. They did ask. They did were asking questions about this in an interview when it was announced, and James Gunn's like, "Well, I'm not going to even reveal what time this takes place in because I don't want to give away spoilers that might ruin the Suicide Squad." So. Oh yeah. So he's not revealing if it takes place before or after, so you don't know if his character dies in the movie. Um, well, damn it! How can how I can't speculate more now if he's not going to give us little details to go so, over. It's also one of those things where, and we've talked about this too, where like people seem to have lost. People don't seem as interested in the Black Widow movie because we already know she's dead, unless they are somehow secretly setting up to bring her back with this movie, which is doubtful. Um, so people get less excited to go see that movie. So if if his character dies in the Suicide Squad, is that going to make you less excited to see a show about him? Probably, hmm. I would think. So yeah, um, we'll see when the Black Widow movie comes out. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and speaking of HBO Max, damn you for not being here, JD. This was something you swore wasn't going to happen. You said they're only <laughs> they're only recutting footage they've already done. They won't be doing reshoots. Reshoots for the Snyder Cut Justice League to start in October. Wow. Um, apparently, Ray Fisher and Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill were initially reported to be coming back for reshoots. Apparently, Henry Cavill has come out and said they don't need him for reshoots at this point. So he's not planning to do any reshoots. I was going to say, because then they're going to have to CGI <laughs> both a mustache and a beard off of him. <laughs> like... um, oh, speaking of that. Sorry, sidetrack. Uh I saw somebody you're using the deep fake technology yep. on on YouTube and they took that scene from Justice League where he's talking mm. in the beginning and redid it as a deep fake and it looks a thousand times better than the CGI. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, seriously, some guy with a home computer made that movie look better. Like, what is wrong with these people? Um so anyway, um Don, we don't know your take is. Are you excited for the Snyder Cut at all? No, no, not at all. This is $70 million spent to shine up a turd. Um, how many people lost their jobs recently over there at D.C.? Um, so I, I don't get it. 
I, I don't get why all the resources are being thrown into a movie uh, that is a sequel to two movies that people didn't like. Um, so I, 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 no, I'm sorry. I don't understand the logic here. I don't understand why the Snyder Cut is supposed to be so much better. It's a lost leader. It's a it's a lost leader for HBO. Because right, people hate people hate. I don't, and I don't, by the way. But people hate uh, Man of Steel, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was they, horrible. And, they, and we still hate um, Batman v Superman, right? <laughs> yeah. We all Martha, still hate right? that. Yeah, we all hate okay. that still. Yeah. So what? And this this is what happened to Star Wars, right? The the last trilogy came out. I'm not trying to take shots at you, John. Um, the, 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 <laughs> The last trilogy came out, and what happened? Everybody that hated on the prequel trilogy was now applauding the prequel trilogy. I so know, right? <laughs> Whedon's, <laughs> Whedon's um, Justice League comes out, and now all of a sudden, we really want to see what happens in the world of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, even though we've collectively talked shit about it for like <laughs> half a decade. So, so I don't understand. That's my take. So one of two things is going to happen. This is going to come out and it's going to be better and it's people are going to be like, oh, wow, this was genius. Or they're going to go, wow, that Whedon cut was so much better. It's not going to be genius, though, because it's Zack Snyder. He and, doesn't have the ability to look, string a good story here's together. Thing. Here's the thing. I agree with you. I do not disagree with you. But I also agree with the concept of this was his vision from the beginning we should get to see what his vision actually was. Well, again, like we we shouldn't have to, but I I still think that this is a lost leader where they're using this to generate money for HBO Max. They're using it. All this stuff is is just you know they're throwing a bunch of new content onto HBO Max because in the end, um, getting people to sign up the first time is statistically going to make them more money than they're going to lose on these movies in the long run. Right. Because because they'll yes. make more money on the subscriptions. Probably. But, but mark my words, they're going to do this. And they're not. So the people that complain about this sort of thing on the Internet have can, can make powerful things happen. Look what they did to Sonic. So there is this perceived power, but those same people don't always actually support the thing that they're complaining about. It happens in comics all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so I'm predicting that's going to happen. They're going to go through all this because they got all this. So where's the Snack Snyder cut? Every press conference, hey, Zack Snyder, where's the Zack Snyder cut? So um, this group of people has been able to present itself as a majority. They're going to spend all this money, and they're going to be like, why? To please 10,000 people. How kind of you to call them people. <laughs> well, I'm always kind. Um, they're, they're going to compare it to the Roger Corman Fantastic <laughs> I still think I still have hope not that it's going to be a brilliant film but it's going to be better than the one we got well they have the benefit of hindsight and so uh-huh. Dark Side helps that's cool um, he's still a big gray monster but alright it's it's Dark Side <laughs> um, Stephen Wolf looked cooler you know, a little pointier, a little shinier. They had more time to let the CGI bake. Yeah. <laughs> and I am pumped about uh, mullet black suit Superman. I'll, I, I am. Lo- and I do agree with Volsker, my brother. I do like Batfleck. But we're getting him in Flashpoint, so we'll get to see him again. Yeah. Yes, we will. I'll watch the darn thing. I'm just telling you, it's going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Glad you glad you fired all those writers. 
Because <laughs> we got Snyder cut. Well, well, speaking of people being fired, um, Supergirl will be ending after the next season. Uh, so I guess that's what, season seven? Or six? Season six. six. Season six. Um, yeah, they, they, they blew everything in the cross worlds. Like, the, 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 um, the, the final, whatever, the, the big thing that Christ they did. Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earth. They, they blew everything on that. And, so, it, and COVID was like a brick wall. Their entire, the entire momentum they got off of that hit the brick wall known as COVID. And, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be the only one that's going to go down. I, honestly, like, I think there's a, there's a, there's more to it than that. Um, I mean, cause they cite the bad ratings, but yet. Well, and M- Melissa Bonoist is, she's, she's having her kid. She right? just had her kid a couple yeah. days ago. So, so hold on, hold on. Uh, I was going to get that in a second. So they cite the bad ratings, but yet, from my understanding, Batwoman and Legends have worse ratings than Supergirl did. Um, and come on, we've complained about Supergirl from the beginning. She broke the cable. She broke the neck of a cable to stop it from sparking. Like that. Yeah, does... the, the, the writing's gotten better since then. <laughs> I mean, the, the first two seasons were not great. The writing got a little bit better, but it was still choppy, you know? So, and it, 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 there was too much CW in these CW shows. My, my guess is. You can say that again. My <laughs> guess is this was probably renegotiation time and, you know, they talked about everything and she, pr- they probably gave her an option like, Hey, do you want to end the show or do you want to keep going because she had the baby? Mm. You know, that's my guess. And I think she decided like, you know what? I want to go and spend time with my baby. So it's, maybe it is time to end the show. Don't forget um, that they're also bringing that CW also inherited Swamp Thing now. So I was going to say, but the other thing is they're getting they're getting Swamp Thing and they're getting a new Superman show. Yep. So 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 Supergirl's kind of superfluous considering you've got Superman. So we we actually had shared uh, the article on our Twitter feed and we got some instant response. We don't normally do this, but uh, uh, Random Ratty Savage, our good friend from Cult Forty Five podcast, said. Eh, legends though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Bourne, uh, said, I'm surprised, I'm not surprised by this news. As the 12th doctor says, this is where it ends. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Marikio RMC said, I think it's a mixture of factors that came together to decide this. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, Ucho Dure, Ucho Dure Parlay Hour. Uh, those guys said once they announced Superman and Lois, this was on borrowed time. Uh, and Shadow Walker said, you do know another reason is the actress is a mom now and wants to spend time with her child. Hence why the show ending. Yes. Again, I, we just mentioned that. So. <laughs> the article mentioned it also. Yes. So, so then the net, the net of this is that CW's even with that one leaving, even if they have another one leaving, they're still going to wind up with two more DC shows than they started with. Yeah, like, exactly. So, so that's the whole thing. And we'll see what happens with Batwoman because whenever you replace a lead character in a show, it all, and, and this is already the worst rated show, we'll see. It either, it's either going to make it, she's either going to be a thousand times better than Ruby Rose and the needs to jump up or. See, I don't understand that because Bat, Batgirl or Batwoman was, was written much better than some of the other shows, and it had a lot less of the cringy um, teenage angst stuff that they were injecting into some of the shows. You know, I, 
like Arrow Arrow ended when it should have. Um, you know, but. But this that one that one had legs. I don't know why. I, don't, I have um, no idea. I I I I don't want to say it, but you know, I think it's because you know it dealt with a lot of lesbian um, or LGBTQ uh, themes, and a lot of people makes a lot of people you know. I don't. I because the writing yes the no. writing was good. The I, writing I heard was one good person compared to, compared to some of the others. Yeah, I heard one person criticize it as. It was a show about her and uh, and ha- her having a, a a lesbian relationship with like superhero stuff tacked on, and they kind of feel like it should have been a show about her being a superhero with that stuff tacked on. So that can be a whole other topic, Dave. I, 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 that's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, I I I watched the first couple episodes and I watched the crossover episode. I just it just didn't. I don't know why it just didn't appeal to me. It felt like it was trying to be a Batman show without being Batman. And yeah. I'm like, why are you doing this? If you want Batman, just do Batman, you know? Um, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what's in Batman's contract that he can't actually have a live action show anymore? I don't know, because now we're getting Superman, so. Like, yeah. But I mean, Bruce is the billionaire, so he knows how to negotiate. <laughs> I guess so. He's got good lawyers. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I, it, you know, I had other, to me, it was, it was, to me, a lot of it was predictable and plotting as well. Yeah. You know, the main villain was her sister and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I see where this is all going. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. It didn't suck. I mean, I watched it uh, because, you know, watching no, Crisis on suck, Infinite. No, it didn't suck, but it also, there's so much on right now, too, to competing with it. Oh, I And I also it. kind of feel like more and more people want to binge stuff. They do. In fact, my wife is one of those people because I watch very little anything outside of a video game, comic book, you know, uh, sure, comic book movie. I just I don't spend a whole lot of time just watching a show. I don't. But when I do, yeah, it's going to be like me and my wife started watching um, The Boys or we're um, only through four episodes. Um, but we actually, you know, like we, we kind of get in a tussle because after two episodes of that dark world where there's no justice, where Homelander gets whatever the fuck he wants. Again, I'm only on episode number four. Uh-huh. But boy, do I want, want him to die in some horrible fashion. But that, that that's just, it's heavy on me. That pisses me off. Right. Um, and it's like the first scene of the show. Uh, the guy just runs, um, A-Train just runs right through the dude's girlfriend. And I remember like, wait a minute, is she actually exploding all over him? <laughs> like, what the? F-? Yeah, so anyway, yeah. so I can't binge that. I can't binge Darkness, 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 Darkness. But I don't know. Everyone else wants to. And yeah, my wife's like, I don't want to stop watching it. I'm like, ah, but it's it's just enough. Well, well, you, you can binge it. It's just that you, you can't go with the bottom shelf stuff. You can't get top shelf like Woodford Reserve uh, whiskey, you know, yeah. and it's <laughs> some. <laughs> Um, yeah, and no, I agree. But, but on the other side, like people want to binge stuff and, uh, you know, that worked great for a little bit, but now everybody, now all these streaming services are saying like, well, ah, we're going to put out one episode every week again. You want to, you want to hear something? Amazon wanted them to put the boys out all at once. And the creators of the show wanted to do it weekly because their argument was when you put it all at once, you get all this buzz for like, a few days after it's released or maybe even a week or a month after. And then it just goes away. And like, this is true. So their yeah. argument is if you have to watch it week to week, it keeps the buzz going. You know, 
I, you have the water cooler moments. Yes, exactly. So I don't whatever know. the hell I, we call that now in 2020. Uh, socially distanced moments. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping they breathe new life into into Batwoman this season. We'll see. Moving on, let's go across the aisle. We got a, two Marvel related stories. Uh, the first one is speaking of new shows that we get to binge, maybe. Uh, but Disney Plus has been releasing stuff weekly. Samuel Jackson will be heading up a Nick Fury show for H, not HBO Max, Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> yeah, now that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, so I, and, and I don't know any details. I didn't, uh, I think it was just announced that he's going to do the show and, um, you know, they just talk about the characters. Nothing about details of like, will this take place? After Endgame, is this going to be intermixed? You know, uh, they're saying sometime in, uh, uh, hopefully 2021, but I doubt that at this point. Um, yeah. So, so are we excited to see Sam Jackson, um, keep the eye patch on for a little longer in a, in a Nick Fury TV show? John? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd like to see Coulson come back too, but he's dead. Uh, uh, no, no, he was, he's a life model decoy now. Uh, he, he, he died and then he, and he was, they don't, his, spoilers, and then he was, uh, his conscious was, his consciousness was transferred into a life model decoy. So now he's, he's running around again. Well, just not, you know, but, uh, there's, there's one, there's only one issue I can see with this, and that is, Sailor Jackson is freak 71 years old. It looks good. He does look good, but he's 71 years old. There's yeah. only so, long, so much longer he can do this. Like, if I, I, he can do Nick Fury and Nick Fury for the Marvel Universe because he's the one giving orders and stuff. And, you know, okay, he'll shoot a gun, duck around a corner or something like that. But in his own, with his own show as him as the lead, he's what, what he's not gonna, you can't tell tell us that somebody his age is going to be like doing you know flips and 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 running after perps and or or supers or being able to be struck by a super without any internal damage. It's gonna be it's kind of that's what special effects are for. Yeah, I, I I know, but you know what you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like unless the special effect is to de-age them with CGI in every episode, which they could do. Yeah. They are Marvel, yeah. but um. I, I I don't I don't know I mean yeah I, I I want to see him I just don't know how they're going to get around his his age at this point because Nick Fury is supposed to be a dynamic character you know yeah no that's true unless they they're not going to have him rappelling out of a helicopter <laughs> I mean unless they give him like a a, a young agent to to play they'll off need of. a protege yes like yeah. You know. Yeah. What about you, Don? I feel real bad to say this, but I I don't care at all. Uh, you um, know what? I I have to reevaluate our friendship. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh. But you've got the X Men hanging out there. Um, True. I just I this I'm not I just not I, I don't I want him to still be around. I want him to be behind a desk or be like you know God damn it Cyclops you didn't run this by Shield you know all that. But a whole show, I, I just I want something so, more. That's all. So let's uh, let, let's 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 propose this. Ready? Um, House of M. I mean, WandaVision kicks off an event that creates mutants in the MCU. Okay. 
Um, so haphazardly mutants now appear in the MCU and we don't have Magneto and Xavier. We have Nick Fury trying to go around recruiting some of these. Right. But that's still, that still comes back down to the problem of he's a 71 year old dude and he's, you know, not going to be right. I'm just so, trying to make it exciting for so Don. you replace. So yeah, you're going to replace a bald white guy <laughs> uh, with a black white bald guy, which to go gather. Okay. You know what? Hey, listen, I, I'm all for diversity. Um, but no, truth be told, I would hate that. That <laughs> that would be absolutely. I would boycott the MC at that point. Uh, if that's what they've been. Although, if they have Samuel Jackson do any kind of like physical exertion and he breaks it up, he'll be in a wheelchair too. So you'll both right. you'll have <laughs> bald guys in wheelchair. Right. See, right there, you go. It's all coming together. So 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 you're adjusting uh, the, the 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 levels of uh, melanin in skin. Okay, great. You know, <laughs> oh, oh oh, and taking one eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, given the Michael Jackson treatment. <laughs> Boy, I mean, but you know what? Anything could go because I'll tell you, spoiler alert, with the stuff that's going on with Mutant the comic book now, and basically they've established that the externals uh, are the first mutants and the mutants come from them. Like, I don't know, they might offshoot of stuff, you know, because that's in the comics and they're not going to put stuff in the comics nowadays. It completely goes against what's in the MCU. Sweet. So they're, they're going to have a weird origin, though. So they're, I'm, they're, I'm they're strapping from, in. Mutants aren't from like, I thought. Where they're we? not like the children of the atom in the, anymore. Oh. You know, it's been established again. Last issue that Apocalypse is not the first mutant, but he is the first mutant of the second generation of mutants. So. Wow. All right, I'll get out of the rabbit hole real quick here for you. Yeah, that's deep rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I'm excited at the the possibility. Um, I'll have to wait till we see what some footage and we get an idea of where where this fits it. But we'll see. Um, because I'll watch anything Marvel at this point. Uh, speaking of watching things that are Marvel, uh, we're gonna have to wait now, guys, for movies. So Marvel has announced. All of their movies are being pushed back to 2021. Um, so Black Widow will be released May 7th, 2021. Uh, which, uh, what is it? Eternals will be November 5th, 2021. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be July 9th, 2021. Um, which goes back to my original, my initial point about tentpole movies and then running them in the theater to make sure that they make the most profit so that the studios can reap the profit to keep making the temple movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how do you guys feel about uh, this? Are you surprised? Are you sad? Are you going to boycott all things Marvel now, uh, Don? Only if they replace uh, Professor X with Nick Fury. Uh, <laughs> unless they unless they go back to the Hasselhoff version, then I'll be like, okay. Um, yeah, I. I guess I was, I guess I was not correctly, um, ascertaining where they were in the production of these movies. It really seemed like Black Widow was done, ready to come out. So is it that the production really did halt to the point where they can't release it or? Oh, no, no. They, is it because they look at, mu- okay, because it's not going to make perf- no money. Right. They looked at the performance okay. of Tenet and they were like, yeah, well, we're going to wait a little longer. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. I'm actually kind of surprised, um, that, DC hasn't capitalized on this a little bit more, um, you know, like them being the, the rush to get the first movies out just just to do it, just to be the ones to do it. But, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, 2020 is going to be that lost year. If we're lucky, it'll just be one 
lost well, year. Well, I think I think what you do is you you announce uh, if you're DC, you announce you're releasing Wonder Woman May first, 2021. You know, one week before Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good idea. Although I don't know, Wonder Woman, I actually think they they would benefit. Um, they would benefit by releasing that on a streaming platform because I think with Wonder Woman you can make a shit ton of money on the merchandising. And with Christmas coming up, uh, although it's not, not going to be the traditional holiday season for sure, I don't know. I feel if they release that one, yeah, it might not increase the number of subscribers to the streaming service, but it would get it out there. It would be popular with the kids because that's a new superhero movie they saw. So they'll go buy the T-shirts and the toys and the Happy Meals and all that shit. Yeah. But that could be just me. Yeah, no, that's true. But again, I am an advocate of just release them on streaming so I don't have to go to theater. So take that in consideration. John, are you sad that you have to wait for your uh, Black Widow Happy Meal? I'm 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 sad <laughs> about Black Widow and Shang Chi. I'm I'm on the fence about Eternals. But but I I, w- I was really looking forward to Shang Chi and and I w- I'm really really curious as to what the ending of the Black Widow movie is going to be. Yes. Yeah. I I. I have a feeling it, it, it reveals something that, uh, does affect phase four and they're just not saying it. You know? Right. That's my, that's my bet. Yes. All right. Well, that is all the news for the week. Um, and our discussion topic for the week is, uh, we have promised our fans. We talked about this on social media. Uh, we are going to discuss Batman, the killing joke. Uh, 1988, Alan Moore, Brian Boland considered a classic with some controversies around it. We'll get into all of that. Um, but I would like to know from each of you, when did you first discover the killing joke? When did you first find it? And when did you first read it? And, uh, and we'll start with our, our guest host, Don. Yeah. Uh, about 10 years ago, um, when I kind of started getting back into, to comics, um, cause they've of course released, I was only eight years old. And, um, uh-huh. so, you know, wasn't something I, you know, picked up right when it came out, but definitely it is a, a very, very influential classic. So it's something that I knew about. And when I got really hardcore back into comics, it was something I picked up, um, and read for sure. So, but it was about 10 years ago. Cool. How about you, John? Probably 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I was really collecting then and I started picking up back issues of stuff. I, I mean, I'd started in 19, uh, at the end of 1988, so I think I, I might have gotten it then too. It's been a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've, so I've known about it since it came out. I was not too couched in the, um, backstories of all the characters at that time and, and the, the mythos of Batman and, and the Joker. So I probably didn't get as much out of it as I, as I, you know, got rereading it. You know, again, over the last, what, 30, 20, 20, 30 years. Jesus, I'm old. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, uh, but I did like it at the time. It was different from everything else that was coming out. That was for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was 14 when it came out. Uh, the, the probably prime age for this book. Um, but it was also one of those books that like spread like the, the word of mouth spread like wildfire. And I don't know if you remember this, John, but you couldn't, I want to say from 88 to 95, at least, 
you couldn't walk into a comic book store without it being hung on the wall the first run with a 35 to 50 dollar price tag slapped on it yeah and um so i ended up getting originally getting a third printing of it because i wanted to read it because everyone was talking about it. so i was probably 15 15 or 16 i would think i was 15 i'm pretty sure i was a yeah sophomore in high school um and like you know everyone was talking about this book so i had to like i had to get it you know and uh and i bought the third printing and then eventually um i'd come across a first printing that was only 20 bucks so i ended up buying it just mm. so i could have it in my collection because you know the 90s and it was like oh you got to be cool and have the, the valuable oh, yeah. in your collection um so yeah i ended up buying it uh my initial thing when i read it was like shock because i hadn't read such an adult story yet at that point and i was just like wow they're really doing this in a batman story um what did you what was your initial reaction don my initial reaction was are batman and joker really sitting there joking with each other about how each of them were fucked up <laughs> And this was after he shot Barbara Gordon, um, paralyzed her, and made Jim Gordon look at her naked pictures while going through a roller coaster. And in, I think he was high on drugs. Joker drugged him to do it. I was like, "Wow, okay." So yeah, I couldn't believe what I was reading, what I read. I really couldn't. And just to have Batman and Joker like sitting at the end, yucking it up, like, yeah. oh, "Boy, we're really screwed up." <laughs> How about you, John? Well, I was I was on my own already at that point, so like n- didn't have to worry about the parents finding out that I was reading something like that. And you know, at that point, it came it it kind of came as a shock to me because that I, I forget like the the late '80s. Um, I mean, the stuff I'd read before that, when you buy something in a bookstore or something, because they the kids they used to sell comic books to the fronts of bookstores. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, the uh you know everything you read before again it was it was it's like you said it's kind of a shock it's like uh yeah i don't i don't remember ever reading a comic book before that that had like um you know naked pictures in it and um you know it just out and out murder and 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 torture and <laughs> so that was that was a real um that was a real expansion of my ideas of, of, of what was possible and, and, and the, you know, the human condition at that point. Um, so, so, so real quick before we move on, I, I want to mention, uh, a couple things. Number one, it's important to remember people. This was not meant to be an incontinuity story. It was meant to be mm-hmm. a side story that Alan Moore wrote and it was revealed years recently. But years later, that this was meant to be the last Joker story. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but it's funny because, John, you mentioned the lore between Batman and Joker. And I think that's an important thing is um, a lot of people don't realize you don't get to this story if you don't go 10 years prior, 13 years prior, um, with Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams and doing uh, Revenge Five Ways, which is a the Joker story that brought Joker back into the books. He had been gone for a long time in the books and he had be kind of become a, a, for lack of a better term, a joke 
you know, he wasn't taken seriously as a villain at that point. Well, Bat- Batman 60, uh, whether the 1966 TV series saw to that too. It's, exactly. Like there yeah. was the 66 TV series. Um, I mean, I don't know if people know the story about that. They were, ca- they were going to cancel Batman in the sixties, the book. And then the show came out and the show was so popular. The book started selling again. Yeah. Um, but there was campy. It was nothing like it was today. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. So, so like, I think it's important to, 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 to notice that like you don't get to the killing joke and having a villain like the Joker is by the point you get there without Denny O'Neill writing a great story to bring him back and make him a menacing villain again. So, um, you know, just, just, it's always important to know your comic history, people. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And now it's available on Wikipedia. So. Well, yeah, that's true too. It's not even um, hard anymore. So, so I want to get a little bit, I mean, we obviously we talked about the nude pictures, uh, which like, it's not. I mean, yeah, there's no real, it's not real nudity, but they, right, the implications exactly. are fairly heavy. Um, so I want to get into, and I, and of course this was not meant to be in continuity. Um, but the story was so popular, they DC's like, all right, we got to integrate pieces of this. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, this book was controversial when it came out, but not because of the Barbara Gordon stuff. Like, that was talked about. But the main thing that was so controversial about this book, uh, uh, Don, you wouldn't remember because, again, you were little and weren't aware of the book probably at this point. But, John, do you remember the conversation around the book? One of the big controversies was they gave Joker an origin. Well, they implied an origin, but it's what do, what do they call that trope? Um, uh, the um, the the narrator isn't you can't trust the narrator. Right, right. Which is what they kind of use for the the Joker movie as well. Yeah. Right, but and they and they said they. I mean, even Alan Moore even had him say it changes every time I remember. So like it's a. It, it, what they described in that book is a, an origin story, but if I, I'm, I'm sure if Alan Moore had written it, like had him remember back again, and it would have changed because the, the implication is that Joker's still insane. This may or may not have happened. There may have been a curled truth in it, but nobody knows. Right, right. And what, what's the other aspect of the origin story that they give us that you never thought about before until Alan Moore said it? And then they reiterated in the 1989 movie, you know, the movie that came out a year later, that Batman was partially responsible for Joker's origin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You the know? unreliable narrator, that's it. Which is which is so frustrating because the, uh, the movie took it a step further and made Jack Napier the person that killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Right. So. Yeah. Now, you, you flash forward to now, and now there's three Jokers, and you know all this multiverse stuff, and right. Oh, and, it's Joker, 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 Death Metal, Joker War, Joker. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's literally three Jokers now. Like, yes, I, yes. I, I'm like not just not just the the weird yeah, ones. We learned that. You, like the killing jo- the killing joke Joker is one of the Jokers that they're fighting right, right now. I think, or or just did. So. <laughs> So, um, so Joker universe. Yeah. It's a Joker universe. So, so, and that's another thing I want to point out too, right? Like, obviously it's Batman the Killing Joke and it's considered one of the, the greatest, uh, Batman stories, but. He's not the hero of this book. Thank you. It's, this is a Joker book. So just like Craven's Last Hunt that we talked about last week, here's another book where the villain is the main character of the story. Um, which, which is fine. 
Is it? Now, wait a minute. You were upset about Spider-Man not being greatly involved with last week's story, but you're fine with the Joker being the main character. Not upset, but like I said, the beginning of that one, I don't want to rehash it, but the beginning of that one was kind of unmoored and, and just, you know, I, it was hard to find purchase coming into that one cold. And I, I'm still not sure it's because I'm a DC person and not like a spider, Spider-Man person or a Marvel person. And like, you know, it's just, it's just, it just starts kind of weird and it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you a hard set of rules in the beginning. You're just like following this guy who seems, seems to be on drugs, a lot of drugs. Um, yes. <laughs> but Joker, like Joker is such, is so ingrained in popular culture consciousness. That when you go into the story, you know where you are. It's the Joker. He's insane. He murders people for no reason whatsoever in creative ways. Um, so yeah, and you know, and this is Alan Moore. So what better person to write a story about a, about a, a an insane villain than an insane villain? <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's like, and just in case you weren't aware, you know, um, we're going to have Joker be on a throne um, that's on top of a bunch of baby doll parts that look creepy as hell. Like, that's yeah. the most striking image to me, and of oh. course, Jim Gordon is in front of him, you know, strapped up. So, so I'm going to, okay, so so that was going to be my next question. Which one of your favorite aspects of the book? And I'm going to say Brian Boland's art, the, the art in this book, the... Not just the art, but the way that it's used to tell the story it is brilliant yeah. in this book. Um, like there's, there's all this like subtle stuff, like, um, the image that ends one page where you have a flashback, um, they mirror that image on the next page. Like, like there's a scene where, uh, Joker before in the flashback is sitting there and he's got his arms crossed in front of him and we flash to, uh, what's going on in the circus and Gordon's got his arms crossed in front of him, you know, and the mm-hmm. book is mirrored in the beginning with the rainfall and it ends with, uh, with it raining, you know, there's artistically is very well done. It's, it's, it, oh, it's yeah. spot on. Like this is one of the reasons you love comic books is the way that the, yeah. the art is done in this book. Well, this wouldn't have had as much impact as it did with it, it, it except for the, you know, the artistic design of, of, you know, some of those panels. Like it, it, it's, it reaches out and grabs it, especially like that one panel with Joker with his, the hands on, in his hair and, and just staring at you in, with it complete and utter insanity. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, that's, a, that is like an iconic panel. Oh yeah. It's been reused many times. So what's one of your favorite aspects of the book, John? Uh, I know it's I, a tough question with a book like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's quick too. It, I, I, I read it again this afternoon and it's, a, it's a lot shorter than I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like they could have expanded it more. I don't know if they were against some kind of limit, the panel limit or something, considering this was supposed to be a graphic novel to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they could have expanded it out just a bit, but, uh, I, you know, it's, it's the, the, the thing is, it's like when you go into comics, and you've got a villain running around and they're, they're always doing this, you know, the, the, the whole, um, complex villain thing that never works out for them. And you're always sitting there going, well, you know, a villain, the gun could do so much damage in a world like that. And then 
to have Joker do that. Like, just walk up and just, you know, cold, cold-blooded shoot Barbara Gordon right through this and shoot her in the spine on purpose. Not, he could have, he could have killed her, but no, he's going to permanently maim her, um, paralyze her, um, and then use her like that. I, I think, I think that that's one of, it's one of my favorite things is that they, they wrote, they wrote the Joker. Alan Moore wrote the Joker like he really could be, you know, like, and, and he, he even said it himself in one of the panels when, when, uh, Bruce, goes to visit Barbara Gordon in the hospital. She's like, no, he's different this time. You know, he's, 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 he's not holding back anymore or whatever. So that's, that's what I like about this. It's like, okay, this guy, all the stops are out and, and he's just going to go ahead and start murdering. And that's, that's, you know, that, that gives you the, that finally makes the hero more interesting because you don't know the script after that. The hero is going to have to struggle against that, which, you know, that, that requires a good writer. So the, and the, well, the only other thing is like the, the, we haven't gone over it yet. I'm sure you're going to talk about the controversy in the last panel, but okay. <laughs> How about you, Don? You know, this, um, there's just so much good about it, but really to think about what the, what we see, what, what is the message and like I said, Batman's not the hero. The hero is Jim Gordon, because as a father, if I went through what Jim Gordon went through and I was in that situation, I would not look at Batman and say, hey, we're going to still arrest him by the book. Oh, yeah. You'd say, I, would I didn't say, see anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where's the. Do you need me to hold him, Batman, while you string him up? Or, you know, where's the chainsaw? Where, so I'll get the shovel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so because of Jim Gordon, he proves the Joker wrong. He, 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 he does not let Joker win that argument. And that's the true victory in this book. And as I talked about earlier, at the end of this book, we then have Batman and Joker both pretty much admit, you know what? Yep, Joker, you're messed up because of being pushed too far in one incident in your life. I messed up, you know, because of what happened to my parents. So it is true. We have uh, responded very negatively, uh, depending on your opinion, to these traumatic events. So, haha, we're crazy. But Jim Gordon, um, as he shows standing up to the corruption of Gotham, just shows himself to be morally and personally very strong, stronger than Batman. And I was, I don't know, it was really cool because you're right, Dave, this is a Joker book, mm-hmm. but Jim Gordon's a hero. And sure, Batman plays a part, but I just, I couldn't get over that. I, I could not get over like the whole series of shit that we go through. And of course it's draped in horrific things that the Joker does, but you know, that, that's what gives it its edge. You know, Alan Moore did great. Um, but I like the fact that Jim Gordon, the non-hero, the non-villain, was ultimately the one that was uh, the hero. Although it may be hard to glean that given what he went through. But he did not crack. No, no. And that is that is an excellent point. Right. I mean, he, he says that. He's like, by the book, you know, bring him in by the book. We have to show him yeah. that's our way, you know. Um that's a that's a very powerful thing at that point in the story. So, yeah. Um, how about an aspect of something that you didn't like about the book, Don? 
Um, boy, that's an even harder one. What I didn't like about the book. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, um, I guess Batman is the thing I like the least. I mean, I get his part in it. And I mean, if he didn't save, if he wasn't there, then I mean, he is the one that ultimately kind of brings down the Joker. Um, but that turn at the edge, I just don't think Batman should be sitting next to the Joker saying, boy, you're fucked up, but um, kind of so am I. <laughs> Tell me a good joke there, buddy. Let's yuck it up. Um, you know, and I mean, the, the joke he tells at the end is is pretty cool. But I just I was like, oh, Batman, you're really just going to just hang out with Joker. OK, cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, John? Yeah, you, you think about it. Batman is really kind of just a shadow player in this. Just he's he's not Batman. He's just playing a, the part of the quote unquote hero and going through the motions, um, except for that. Like, again, that last panel. But um, it, I don't know what, what I really don't like about it is that it was uh, made into an animated feature. With Mark okay. Hamill, with Mark Hamill uh, doing the voice of the Joker coming out of retirement to do that, and they put back sex in the front of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, let's not that that was such a disaster. I have no idea why they thought that was a good. Oh, we needed to pad the runtime. Okay, but they could have done so much a, to pad the runtime, and they failed. <laughs> they did. They just all they had to do was cut that part out. Like, why did they? Uh, yeah. They anyway. didn't, no, not even not even that. Like they, it, it's just the uh, the like you cannot. They did not pick another writer to do the first third of that animated movie that could that could even attempt to sound like Alan Moore's writing. So it, it yeah. was there was no way that that was ever going to work. Um, they could have padded it out a bit more somehow or something. Um, they could have taken a page from Gennady uh, Tartakovsky and and done a lot of uh, silent. Um, animation um, to set more more of a mood and to add a little bit more to the story, maybe, but they, you know, to pad the runtime. But they didn't do any of that. They put bad sex in. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, yeah, like it, like Don said, it's really a really hard question for this. Um, we pick, we pick, we picked, we, we we're, we're we're going through like all of the best stuff really quickly here. <laughs> These last few um, episodes, um, I, I don't so, know. I, 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 the only thing I could say is it could have, it could have been a little bit longer because it did end quite abruptly, and there yeah. could have been a lot more interplay between the two of them to highlight more of the, you know, a differences and the nuances of the insanity of each one of Batman and Joker. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I definitely mirror those opinions, like. Um, agree with those opinions. Like, so, like, cause Batman starts off, the book starts off with Batman going to visit Joker to say, like, I've been thinking about us and I think this is going to only end in one way. One of us is going to kill the other, you know, and then we discover the Joker's not there. He had broken out. That was an imposter. Blah, blah. And then, like, yeah, then it's like all Joker with panels of flashes of Batman looking for Joker, but not really doing yeah. anything. And then we get to the end where, you know, he drives up to the circus. He's figured out where he is. Um, he chases him down. They have the big fight. You know, Joker talks about his, like, he's trying to prove it just takes one bad day to become like him. Um, which also always made me wonder, well, then why was it, why did he go after Jim and not Batman to make him go over the edge? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But the other, like, one of the odd things at the end of the book is he chases him down, he tries to shoot him, he's out of bullets, he gets the bang-bang flag, and then Batman, like, tries to reach out to him. You know, like, oh, you and I aren't so different, maybe I can help you. You know, after everything that he's done, and then, okay, so the last, as John keeps talking about, uh, he tells the joke, he's laughing, we, 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 the, Essentially, camera pulls away. They're laughing. They're laughing. Um, you see their feet, and then it's raining, and like the laughter stops. Uh, and Alan Moore has said that's because Batman snapped the Joker's neck at that point. Um, they're not, you know, they don't show it. It's not obvious. I've kind of always felt like they're leaving it up to interpretation. But doesn't that destroy the whole point of the story and what we were just talking about? How Gordon's the hero. He's like, do it our way by the book. We got to show him. And right. I just endured all this. Now ignore what the fuck I'm saying right now. Like it, it makes no sense. Right. I, what were you going to say, John? Cause you've been chomping at the bit to, to talk about this. Uh, the Joker, he did. <laughs> I, 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 I think he did. He just, so they did yeah, the I, soprano ending. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that's I, I, considering it, I'm doing it. There's a little bit of meta to it, considering that if you take into account Alan Moore and his kind of writing and that sort of thing, uh, I, th- I, I personally think that the intention was that he, you know, he was, he did <laughs> that, 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 he was just showing that they are mirrors of each other. They are both insane in one way or another, but you know, that he, it, the Joker had finally shown that how far he could go and that it's just, you know, I, I, I think he was strangling him at the end. Wow. <laughs> so the master of So the master of all martial arts, I would resort. I got to strangle the person. I don't know. It, there's just a couple degrees of there that is uncharacteristic, and I guess that makes me think that that's just Alan Moore messing with us. Plus comics, whenever something happens like that, you always get the the letters, the the crick or the zack or you know. Yeah, but um, the the thing the thing is that first it's Alan Moore, so he didn't he didn't he didn't um, align himself with those tropes, right? Like he's not going true. to he's not going to put right. those in. And second, the way it ended. You know, with yeah, he he did a super serious Batman. He comes in to Arkham to try and do something about no, you know, saying I see where this is going. It's not going to end well for either one of us. Is there any way we can get around that? And finding out that the Joker had already basically uh, put into motion. Yeah, you know, one of one of Bruce's worst nightmares, right? Like one 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 of the people that he absolutely cares about, you know, suddenly you know, almost killed, yeah. paralyzed for life, and then and then you know doing what he did to uh, Commissioner Gordon. I I think that that you know him Batman laughing at the end of that is him cracking because otherwise he wouldn't be laughing. He would have he would have done the you know. He, he might have he might have slugged him until he slugged the Joker until he was unconscious and then dragged him, you know, dragged him out to uh, to Commissioner Gordon to wait for the cops. But but instead, he's sitting there laughing with him. That's that's not the sign. I mean, we already know that uh, 
his his mind isn't healthy, but but laughing at a joke with the so, Joker, I, I think he cracked. I think so that was do it. you mean to say the Joker one, maybe he didn't turn Jim Gordon, but the horrific crap that Jim Gordon, Barbara Gordon went through finally pushed Batman over the edge? Well, who was the real target? The real target wasn't Jim Gordon. The real target was always Batman. Mm. This is why comic books are fucking cool, people. Anyway, well, yeah, when they're written well, this is you yes, know when they're written. So, yes. so, so, so you're saying uh, you understand the mind of Alan Moore? That's scary. I wouldn't scary. go that far. <laughs> I, let's just say I have more of a slight insight than a full understanding. Otherwise, I would probably. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that because. I think Alan Moore has proven time and time again he has a very sinister view of superheroes. I mean, he wrote Watchmen, for goodness sake, which is a deconstruction of superheroes. And that's what started all of this downtrodden and dark stuff that we get today um, in this world. So, like, I don't think you're wrong. I just don't like that ending. (laughs) Yeah. Well... But again, this is a one shot. So you can like you can like the ending because it's not going to change, you know, the rest of the Batman mythos. Right. And thus we get into the other problem with this because it was so popular. They paralyzed Barbara Gordon in the books and, you know, she becomes Oracle. Yeah. The the Um, first woman in the chair, by the way, the first person in the chair. Yes. Yes. (laughs) First person in the chair. Um the the implications of the chemical origin of Joker um, have been around ever since then. Him falling in the vat, like that's regardless, that's almost like the origin story, at least until recently, where the the Dark Knight and uh, the Joker movie did it, where he was wearing makeup. But other than that, like this had far-reaching implications, but it was supposed to be a one-shot. You know, yeah. Such is the power of Alan Moore. Ah, it's him and his witchcraft. He put a spell on it. No, don't. No, no, no. There will be none of that. Shame on you. <laughs> what? He, he, he says it all the time. So I mean, <laughs> you know, um, I'm just I'm just using Alan Moore's words here. So I, I, I was <laughs> more along the lines of you know that what what was that that. Disney movie or whatever, the, the witches or whatever. Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus, yeah. The, none of that, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, My daughters love yeah. that fucking movie. I've seen that three <laughs> times in the past week. <laughs> uh, so. It grates. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to, how to wrap this up. Well, we can wrap it up. We did ask our fans on social media to give us their input on this book. Um, so starting over on Instagram, uh, we had put a post up and uh, asked people to give their opinions. And uh, the Uche Dure Parlay Hour podcast, or they're the OD Parlay Hour on uh, Instagram, said, Disturbing and excellent at the same time. Moore's Joker story set a benchmark no one has come close to hitting. And uh, Joker Freak 1973 said, This is... By far, my favorite possible Joker origin story. The art is spectacular. The storyline was great. By far the best. Moore's writing so far, no one can else can top this comic. That's surprising coming from someone with that name, that they would 
that they would like this one. <laughs> oh, nice. that's that's that's. Although, what other origin stories have they ever told? Although, I'm not the biggest DC guy, but this is like the right, John. This is like the origin. I mean, I know there's a couple different ones in this one book. Um, well, there's origin stories, and then there's like like the Joker is a class of his own because even yeah. <laughs> if they give an origin story like like he did here. Sorry. He's even in this, in even in the telling of the origin story, he's saying you can't right. rely on this. Right. You know? So, so. I, w- I will say this. Um, also, this is the story that kind of birthed the idea of the villain, especially Joker, being able to carry a story as opposed to the hero carrying the story. Mm. And this is where a lot of Joker love started, um, which it scares me. The people that say they love Joker. Um Huh. Yeah, I know he's the greatest, and him and Harley Quinn is so sweet. Oh, um, when he but, smacks her around and throws her in chemicals, I love uh, it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but I I will say this, and this is something else that uh, I think JD probably disagree with me on, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I do feel that this is the Joker that heavily influenced, um, in some ways, the Joker of uh, the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger's Joker in the Dark Knight, like. That's when I when I talk about like who how I envision the Joker the definitive kind of Joker in my mind it's like he's evil he kills he's chaotic but underneath it all he has a plan that you don't really see hmm. you know which goes back to your point John that Batman was the target all the time even though it seemed like Gordon was so yeah I mean that that was the whole point because his and I'm kind of I'm kind, again I'm kind of going meta there because like the current mythos is that the reason why the Joker is so interested in Batman is because he th- technically technically speaking the Joker the Joker's consciousness is is on a level where he he realizes he's a comic book character and uh-huh. his his obsession with Batman is because he thinks that Batman is the only other real person in the world and that and that's why he doesn't care about killing anybody else is because they don't they don't really exist so yeah. so but but that said, even even throwing that away because that's like future knowledge for reading this in 1988. Yeah. Um, still, Batman. Uh, I mean, it, it was even hinted at, or it was starting. It was starting to the, the the Joker mythos was already starting to gel, where him and Batman had kind of like a specific relationship. Like they, right. I, the Joker was fixated on him. Over on Facebook, we got a very disturbing comment. Uh, from someone named Volsker. Uh, he says, I love Batman and I rather enjoyed it, but in complete honesty, it is overrated. This won't be top, this won't be top opinion, but is what it is. You gotta smack Which is him not around. the top opinion, thank you, yes. <laughs> you gotta yeah. smack your brother around. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just might, I just might. Um, well, but, you know, one thing I don't understand about, we don't have to, but, He's a newer comic book reader. I will give him right, that. Right. I literally just started him with the House of X stuff. Uh-huh. So he literally is like kind of, you know, dove into the X-Men, dove into where Batman is now and is kind of branching from there in both directions. So I can no, understand. And I, and, and, I, and, I, and I agree. And and I think, you know, when you're younger, you didn't grow up with it and you're just getting into comics now. I can see it because you've got so many other stories to compare it to. But, you know, again, it goes back to this set 
the precedent for a lot of stories going forward. It set things into the MCU, into the DC universe that became permanent fixtures for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's also like again, and acknowledging the importance of uh, Denny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams' uh, Revenge Five Ways storyline, which brought Joker back as a as a formidable villain. You know, so it's you know, like if I'm sure if he read that, he'd be like, ah, this is okay. You know, yeah, but exactly. it, at the at the time and what it did going forward is what's important. So, and then finally over on the Twitters, uh. We had some people chiming in. Uh, Lillian Sue said, disturbing to be sure, but still one of my favorites. Uh, the Gorilla Brain podcast, or uh, your buddy 8-Bit Ray, as, as you know him. Uh, Alan Moore would ask, people still remember that book? Hmm. Yeah, my, true. My nine different printings say yes. The man may be criminally insane, but he cracked out some of the best literature in our lifetime. That sounds like your opinion, John. Um, <laughs> and then got screwed by DC. Oh, you yeah. can have the rights to the Watchmen as soon as we stop making that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And then they'll make it forever. Um, then, yeah, 30 years later. The Our pals over at So Wizard Podcast. It's an absolute classic and gave Barrett Girl a way better and more meaningful role as Oracle. Ooh. That's, wow. That shot's fired, man. That That's is fine. dark. <laughs> um, wow. I, I know... I know which one of you runs the, the Twitter. I don't know if you want me to say it on the show, but, uh, yeah, that shot's fired. Um, Shadow Walker chimed in, is still upset over what Joker did to Barbara Gordon and feel it's time she got her chance to get even. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, they've, they've reset everything since New 52. She can walk again and she's Batgirl again, so. Well, hell, yeah. hell, since since this thing, she's, they've been reset like four or five times. Well, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I will say that I'm relieved to hear that someone getting an innocent person getting shot upsets you. That's <laughs> that's good. So that's good. Yeah, but how innocent is Batgirl? Really? <laughs> um, Movie Shelf said, "I can't comment on the book, but I can comment on the animated film." Oh no! Oh, no. Well, well, don't. <laughs> it's one of the darkest tales and origins for Joker's story. In fact, the recent Joker film felt most connected to this story when it comes to his psychological makeup. Mm. Ah, thank you. Thank you for, for keeping it short and clean. Um, Ghosts of the Stratosphere, uh, the guys over there said, it hasn't aged super well, but it is still really good. Fantastic art by Boland, and I never brought that Batman kills him at the end, but I see why it would make sense. I don't get the thing about it not aging well. This this is aged perfectly fine. Well, I asked what what hasn't aged well about it, and uh, just the exploitation of Barbara and the treating of her as a victim. DC made lemonade out of it, but Joker's uh, says sexual abuse of her is harder to stomach now than it might have been in the eighties. Um, so that's a me that. too kind of thing. Yeah, I... see, here's the thing. I never took it as sexual abuse. Right. right. Now, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was two things. And I think, I think maybe, and I don't know who runs, I don't know which, which of you guys run the Twitter. Um, and I'm hope you're listening to this, but as a father, it's more about seeing your daughter exposed, vulnerable and hurt. Yes. That was supposed to get to Gordon to snap him. It had nothing to do with sex. And I, and that's one of the things that bothers me is that we now live in a world where no, 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 it was sex. And it's like, no, it wasn't. I don't think it 
I don't think Alan Moore ever thought that. I think it was, no, this is something to drive Gordon nuts to see, again, his daughter exposed and hurt. Like, that's the whole point of it. Um, and I know people argue that left and right, but, and I get it. Uh, I don't, I've I never mean, heard any, I literally have never heard anybody argue that it, that it well, there was, a, they were that. doing a, they were doing, um, uh, covers and they did a, a Batgirl cover that was a homage to the killing joke, but it was Joker standing behind her and, uh, she was standing there and it was Joker in the outfit from the killing joke standing behind her and he had his, uh, he was painting her mouth with blood with his two fingers. Uh huh. And people were up in arms about it because they were saying, Oh, you're, 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 you're flashing back to the killing joke and the sexual abuse. And it's like, no, there wasn't like, I never got that from that story. That's why oh. I don't understand why that cover bothers you. And she didn't re I mean, technically it's not really an homage because it's like Barbara Gordon didn't really factor into this at all. She was a and, set piece. And again, you take, she took what happened to her and they wrote a story where she came out stronger. Exactly. And as yeah. Oracle and became Batman's partner. And like, I think that's what you take from that. But hey, you know, what do I know? Uh, I'm just a, uh, I'm just a, a Gen Xer who doesn't know anything. Um, and then finally, <laughs> Nostalgia Cast said, listen, it's terrible what they did to Barbara. Terrible using female pain and suffering as a catalyst for men's pain and suffering is not fair. But the story isn't about Barbara. Right. It's about the events of one bad day and the effect that it has on Jim Gordon, Joker, or Batman. There you go. Because it was one, you know, it was one bad day that created Batman, one bad day that created Joker. Yes. And one but, bad day that got Joker's neck snapped. Right. Oh, you're, you're not going to let that go, are you? No. <laughs> no, because it, that was the whole point. It's one bad day. Well, you know, Batman just had one of his worst days ever. So. <laughs> Uh, so that's two bad days for Batman. Hmm. I guess that's why they put the sex in the animated version, just to uh, give him a cheese, uh, Louise. And I that that's uh, I, that's what bothers me so much about that is he doesn't stop her. Yeah. Like, come on, that's not Batman. But anyway, especially the Batman in this book, you hmm. know. Um. Anyway, I think that might be where we can put a pin in it so we'll go around uh final thoughts on the book and yay or nay or do you recommend it we don't normally rate these because this isn't a movie but john you like rating them so you can go first <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, like i said i i really do think that that uh he off the joker at the end of this but um this is this is like i don't this is one of my top two i guess uh stories uh, in all comicdom um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll give it like, uh, 10, 10 bodies. <laughs> okay, Don. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's a really, really influential comic. Again, like you said, it was supposed to be a one shot, but it was, uh, so well done, so popular that they made it into uh continuity or at least certain aspects of it. Mm. It influenced the dark Knight, which is considered by many to be the greatest comic book movie, uh, that is, you know, out there right now. So it, and again, it, it really is a complex story where it's just great. It, it, I, I really don't have a complaint about it. Um, I, so I'm also going to give it uh, 10 bodies, uh, out of 10. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. If you're a comic book person, you should read it. If you're a Batman person, even more so. 
cool. Um, let me think. This would be my number one Joker story. Number three Batman story. Mm. Um, and it definitely would rank in my top five, uh, com- overall comic book stories. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I definitely recommend it. Like if you, if you want to understand my view on who the Joker is, you read this and Death in the Family. And you'll get an understanding of who I think the Joker is. Yeah. He should be portrayed all the time. Um, the, the, the depths at which he will go to prove a point. Exactly. Send a message. Yes, exactly. That's what both of those stories are about. Um, and yeah, fine. I'll, 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 I'll parrot you guys. Oh, <laughs> 10 bodies. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Um, so yeah, just long story short, go read it if you haven't read it. Uh, and I hope we haven't spoiled it for you too much, but. It doesn't matter. It's a comic book. It's a great story. Just go read it. Um, and, and John's right. It's short. You can blow through this in an afternoon easy. Um, you can read it twice in a day and, and to really absorb it. So on that note, um, let's get some recommendations for our, our listeners out there. Um, Don, got any recommendations? And again, where can they find the Omega Level Nerds podcast? All right, yeah. Anything uh, that I recommend, well, I'm, um, the X of Swords event, um, the uh, Juggernaut series uh, that just released is uh, interesting. Juggernaut now working with um, Damage Control, suiting suiting job for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. But another thing, this is a little a little outside of my wheelhouse, but I figured, hey, what the you know what the heck. Um, they Iron Man number one, so they kind of uh, soft reboot of Iron Man, which is interesting because for years now, you know, all the cosmic level universe ending, Earth ending events, Tony Stark has had his hands in. In fact, he was a major reason, you know, the last crossover event uh, was concluded. He was the MVP in my book. Um, so it's interesting to see the character go back to, okay, just have a couple, you know, more street level Iron Man stuff. You know, huh. I mean, he went out and he bought the most basic muscle car he could uh, buy just so he could go out, you know, racing these kids at night and lose four thousand dollars because this kid beats him. And so that's how he's trying to help ground himself again. Really, really interesting stuff. He's no longer in Stark Industries. He liquidated his asset, you know, took like 20 percent of it, put it in the stock market and told his A.I., hey, just make money with that. The rest of this I'm going to play with and do stuff with. So it's it's really interesting to see him go from on high, you know, I'm I'm up solving all these universe level problems down to now I'm just worried about me and being kind of that simpler Iron Man. So I definitely you should go check that out. Cool. And the Transformers My Little Pony Friendship in Disguise series is do not let that fool you. It is actually uh quite you know, I mean it's lighthearted. Don't go in there thinking you're gonna get, you know, kingdom come. But it's actually fun. <laughs> I, that would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, uh, Mega Level Nerds is on Twitch on uh, Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, we're all, we're on Sundays. Sundays, Sundays at nine thirty. Yep. Sundays at nine thirty Eastern. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. And uh, please follow us on Twitter at Omega Level Nerds. Um, so we need some more followers there. And if I get up to three hundred followers, I am going to give away. Um, a hardcover version of the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller Wolverine run. Um, you know, it's, that's the iconic one where he's got his claws up and he's anyway. Um, but yeah, so please go check me out at uh, OmegaLevelNerds.com and Twitch. Go ahead. Or.com. I'm sorry. At OmegaLevelNerds. Yes. 
Are, are friends eligible? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> your your name will go through the randomizer just as randomly. Uh, okay, good. Uh, well, <laughs> I will recommend that people go to superherospeak.com where they can find the podcast every week and they can find comic book reviews. Uh, the last two that were put up were issues one and two of My Little Pony, <laughs> uh, Meet the Transformers by our good friend D Square. And, uh, also, um, I finally, John, started watching this season of The Boys and oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm going to try and get some episodes in tonight. If, but if, if you didn't like Homelander, <laughs> if you still liked Homelander by the end of season one, you're really going to hate Homelander. Yeah. I, uh, I bet he's just like, what's the most horrible thing I could do? And that's what he does. Yeah. And he's yeah. Superman, which makes it fucking scary. Well, well, except for apparently he can't lift planes. But anyway. Oh. Um. Um. Yeah, so so if you're not watching it, watch it because we might be talking about it on this show. Uh once the season's over. We yeah. shall see. Uh we might have you back on, Don, because JD pretty much refuses to watch it. Um he wasn't okay. a fan of the book, so he kinda refuses to watch the show. Well it's good oh, for God. his mental health at okay. least, so <laughs> But but also to piggyback off of you, um go to superherospeak.com and and I need to do more reviews um now that I should have a little more time now that I've kind of ramped up in my current position but um we, we do you know idw boom studios man they got good stuff um so go on superheroespeak.com to kind of check out those reviews but i definitely urge everybody to branch out from marvel or dc and check out idw and boom and in valiant like they got some really cool stuff yes and i i, I need to talk to you when we're done here okay <laughs> so on that note boys and girls as always thanks for listening don't let your cape be caught in the door Have a good week.